The following program is being brought to you on the 7th Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit 7thWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. The Summit Lighthouse brings you practical spiritual answers and is the open door to sacred mysteries. These teachings, delivered by Mark and Elizabeth Clare Prophet, are compelling, thought-provoking, and timeless. Here are your hosts, Tom Schumacher and Terry Kennedy. Well, hello, seekers. Um, <laughs> welcome, mystics. And a good day to all of you keepers of the flame, both present and future. Uh, you are listening to The Open Door, the online voice of the Summit Lighthouse, where we publish and practice the teachings of the Ascended Masters and where we invite you to awaken to the light within. In fact, we invite you to become that light. I'm Tom Schumacher. And I'm Terry Kennedy. And I'm Sid Bennett. Welcome back, Sid. Good to be here. Yeah, it's, we've missed you. Well, um, while you were gone, <laughs> we have been um, going through the further development of our five-part series on how to become an Ascended Master. We've been using as our template the seven habits of highly effective people as formulated by Stephen Covey and seen to the lens of the Ascended Master's teachings. And today, uh, which is the last of the five-part series, part five, is on the habit number seven, which is how, <laughs> I was say, how to become an Ascended Master. Actually, I think it's six and seven. No, no, we're doing, no? We're doing just, just, just seven. seven. We, did, we did four, five, and six last week. Oh, you're right. Don't, you're right. don't confuse me now, Terry. <laughs> I'm throwing you a curve. That's okay. Uh, today, the, the, the habit is sharpen the saw. That's probably pretty self-explanatory. It basically means this is balanced self-renewal, and we want to keep progressing, keep improving, and committing ourselves to learning and growing and expanding, etc. So, um, the the habits, as I said, they parallel the teachings of the Ascended Masters. We've been using a wonderful series of lecture excerpts from Elizabeth Clare Prophet, who basically takes these seven habits apart one by one. And at the end of the program today, you've got to stay with us for this, we will review all seven. So we'll, do a, we'll have a little segment devoted entirely to kind of recapping and summarizing. So if you missed the first four, we'll catch you up. So anyway, let's begin with this question because our title of the program is How to Become an Ascended Master. Why should we care? Why should we bother? Well, <laughs> you know, what, what does a person want from life? I think what they want is to know, number one, who they are, that, you know, the four questions. Mm-hmm. You know, am, am I evolved protoplasm, you know? <laughs> yeah. You know, did, did I once look like some of those dinosaurs with, you know, six-foot noses and so forth? Or, as the Ascended Masters teach, am I a son or daughter of God with the presence of God within me, a threefold flame, a mighty I am presence, a holy Christ self who has a destiny – and if I choose that destiny, then I will follow that and become an ascended master, which is the key to immortal life. Our souls are not immortal now. We have to exercise the greatest gift God has given us, which is free will, and we have to desire to go home. So where does that desire come from? What do you guys think? Well, I, I think it comes from, um, first of all, the God is within you, but the most exciting thing that happened to me was when I found the path of the, of the ascended masters, that it was it was firm. It was affirmed. You do have God in you. And so I'm going, okay, well, wow, that's great. And then 
And then once you have that, then all kinds of doors begin to open. And then you, you have tools that you can use. You know, you have the power of the spoken word, which you can change things in your life. You can change things in your community, your family, the world. I mean, there you are, one person. Who would have told you that before finding this path? Well, you know, I, 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 I'm hearing you, Terry, and I think that one of the aspects of the search to answer your question uh, from a slightly different angle, uh, Sid, was that I could recognize in myself a soul hunger. I could recognize a sense of incompletion or emptiness or something that was not fully there, established in me, that was not part of my consciousness. So I sought to find a higher path, a higher road, a higher reality, a higher consciousness. And when these teachings came into focus, everything made sense. I suddenly realized, oh my gosh, that's why I made that choice when I was this age and why I made that choice when I was looking for spirit. It all made sense. And then I realized that if, in fact, this is a spiral path going up, the path of the ascension, that is the inevitable goal, is the ascension. And to do that, it's a path of mastery, not human mastery, but mastery of the divine, overcoming the human limitation. Yeah, and I think from my perspective, as I was growing up, and you know, there are experiences people have, whether it's a beautiful sunrise or the face of a child, which is so full of light and beauty, you think <clears throat> there has to be more to this because you feel your heart responding, and it's it's the love in your heart that you feel, and you look for expression of that love. Who do I love? Well, there's human love, which is sometimes a matter of convenience. Um, then there's divine love, and I think those first stirrings, you know, of understanding that we really do love God, that there, there is something there. We are created by God. He loves us. And that love that we feel, at first not knowing exactly how it manifests, is an impetus. You know, I've got to find more. I've got to see more of this. And then God gives you some experiences. I think we've all have them. They may be fleeting. They may be once every 10 years or something, but they're so profound and so filled with light mm -hmm. that that in itself can be the goad that says there's more and I am going to find it. Indeed. Um, and today's topic, Sharpen the Saw, falls right in line with that concept too, because this is what you do in terms of balanced self-renewal. It's a continual upward motion. There's, moment there's momentum. We're not stuck in a rut. What was it you said? Uh, was it David? I think last week said, "What's the difference between a rut and the grave?" Uh, yeah, it's depth. Yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> right. right. Well, another way of saying yeah. that, it, there's no such thing as standing still. Right. You know, people sometimes will reach a certain place on the spiritual class, where the class path, excuse mm -hmm. me, where there's a certain accommodation to things. You know, they do the spiritual practices, but they kind of keep their foot in the human world too. And they <laughs> said, you know, I'm just going to kind of rest here for a while because it's comfortable. Well, if you, there's no such thing as resting in place. You're either going forward or going backwards. There is no alternative. And so when you're on the spiritual path, you realize it's always forward, always forward. You know, and I think there was a general that gave that command, you know, we don't retreat. And you don't <laughs> retreat. That doesn't mean God won't give you times of recreation and, and rest and so forth. But we must move forward. And that is how we get where we're going. If we don't do that, which some of us have not done, you know, you end up being stuck here for tens of thousands and hundreds of thousands of years. One of the great Western aphorisms is that great performances don't just happen. It takes practice, it takes work, it takes commitment, it takes focus, it takes momentum. It takes basically your conscious attention and free will choice to continue that movement forward. That's exactly right, you know, Tom. It takes practice, you know, following in the footsteps of Jesus. Look what he did, look how he did it, look at the tests he went through. This is your path. And I think... You know, we, I think it's a good place to differentiate between human mastery and spiritual mastery. <laughs> Absolutely. A human mastery can someone that, you know, learns a musical instrument and 
plays incredible music, and I could argue there's a spiritual aspect of that, but it's more a function of practice yeah, in, exactly. in a worldly sense. Spiritual mastery is recognizing that your human self is not God. It's easy for me to do, I can tell you that. <laughs> and that your Holy Christ self is something you must put on like a mantle. You put it on in increments. And how does the Holy Christ self come in your temple and overshadow you? It's by you dealing with your psychology. It's by overcoming wrong habits, wrong behavior, and so forth, so that you can let go of this human consciousness and invite the Christ consciousness to come in. You don't lose your individuality at all. What you lose is the part of you that's unreal. And that's where mastery comes in, because a lot of people don't want to let go of that part. They're very comfortable with it. It's like the sorcerer's apprentice. We've created this human momentum in our worlds that's actually more powerful than we are in some ways. And so it takes the ascended masters, it takes work, as you suggest, Tom, Mm. day-to-day activity and pursuing a spiritual path to displace that and put on our Christhood. You know, uh, this is a frequent theme alert. (laughs) (laughs) Um, We've many times discussed the importance of understanding that the energy that we use to think to do, to talk, is God's energy. And it's always up to us as to how we're going to qualify that energy for good or for ill. Yeah. And if we remember that uh, essential point that everything we do is motivated and animated by God's energy, then we become very accountable. Because no matter what else we're doing, when we're putting on that mantle of Christhood, we're putting on the mantle of goodness, if, even if we live by a precept that says, do the right thing, yeah. as long as you're doing that with the recognition that you're you're co-creating with God. It's an awesome reality. I think that for me, that has been the turning point is to realize I can't simply say I am something without recognizing that God in me is that thing. And, and making and making those right decisions one right after another. Something interesting happened this morning. I was leaving the, the bedroom to go into the bathroom to take a shower. And, uh, and I looked at the light switch in the bedroom and I thought, well, I'll catch that later. And then I stepped into the bathroom and I thought, no, I need to turn that off now to save energy. So, uh, uh, hopefully, I made the right decision. And it's, uh, I, I cite that as an example of how small Little these things. right and wrong decisions can be. Really teeny-weeny. But I, I, I don't think, in all honesty, Terry, your spiritual bath would have been compromised had you not turned off the light. <laughs> oh, the karma, Terry. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> no, but it's, it's a consciousness. It's respecting yeah. God's energy. That's what I tell my daughter. You know, everything is God's energy. We respect that. That's the reason we turn off lights, whether it saves 10 cents or not. It's just that respect that we have for God and, and, and the light that is all these things. Right. So it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's kind of a, a Zen thing, if I, if I may, whereas you don't perfect the human but you have to work at mastery, first, number one, over your psychology and holding light in your aura and so forth to, to be a chalice for the Christ. Yeah. And yeah. so it's, again, forget you're human. It's not, all it does is pull you down and take you from who you really are. It may have been useful uh, up to a point, but now's the time as we begin to separate from those things that are unreal in ourselves <laughs> and merge with that which is real. And that's the key to our ascension. You know, there's a concept that we'll be hearing a bit more about in the next segment from that lecture excerpt uh, from, uh, from Mrs. Prophet, where she talks about the concept, or maybe Stephen Covey does, of the educated conscience. I don't know if you guys came across that or not, but I thought to myself, my goodness, that is one of the ways that we, we basically program that guard at the unconscious level of our, of our existence, our, our consciousness, we are educating our conscience all the time to what it'll accept or reject. And if we, if we educate it to what we want it to accept, we change our world. And this is part of, I think, the concept of sharpening the saw 
is that we sharpen our conscious awareness constantly by questioning and challenging, not just simply accepting whatever it is that's coming down the path to us. You know, and I think that's, that's a really good point, Tom. And I think one thing to recognize on this path, as, as one of you suggested earlier, was accountability. Mm-hmm. And when you are ready to take accountability for your life, when you're ready to take accountability for your past karma, good or bad, mm-hmm. if you're willing to take accountability for the responsibility you have, then you are ready for the spiritual path. If you don't want to do that, then there's really no way you can progress um, because you want to blame others or blame God or blame this or that. You are who you are because of your creation and your choices. And when you can look in the mirror and say, I accept my choices, I accept that I am who I am today because of those choices, but that's not who I'm going to be in the future. I'm going to change. I'm going to make the right use of God's energy. I'm going to sharpen my saw. I'm going to practice. I'm going to strive. And I'm taking responsibility for who I am. When you can make that statement, you are on the way home. Amen. And then, and then also knowing that at the end of your embodiment, you stand before the karmic board. No, nobody in, in full conscious awareness. All by yourself. <laughs> yeah. You don't have your brother and sister, your husband and wife standing next to you to to pump you up or whatever. It's just you. Well, that, you are the a, that's judge a moment of, your, of truth. You know, the yeah. teaching is you are the judge of yourself. That's right. And what happens, you know, you've heard about life reviews. Well, re, you review your life, and then you can make the statement of, how did you do? Yeah. Doesn't mean you have to be perfect, but it means when you have that striving going forward and the balancing of karma, you know, you'll have a smile on your face instead of hanging your head in sadness. You know, uh, we, we've discussed this before, kind of an aside, but when you're in front of the karmic board coming back into embodiment, my understanding is that you make certain um, vows, if you will, yeah. or you you kind of say, okay, guys, I'm, I'm going to do this this time. <laughs> this time I'm going to get it. And you come back before the karmic board again and you go, oh, I guess I kind of missed that one again. Yeah. And you said this before, Sid, many times. We've talked about it before, too, that when we're given an incomplete picture of exactly how this works, when we're, said, we're told we have a get-out-of-jail-free card when we embrace Jesus, without an understanding of karma, it can't take us far enough. Right. And then we end up getting there and going, well, wait a minute, but I was doing everything I was taught to, to do. Right. Sorry, there's a piece you were missing. Yes. Yeah. And unfortunately, that's a very big piece. Yeah. Is it time to go to a break already? Uh, can you believe it? Oh, my goodness. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. We're going to go on a short break right now. When we come back, we'll listen to about a 10 and a half minute segment from a lecture by Elizabeth Clare Prophet, where she talks about the teachings of the Ascended Masters and the habits of highly effective people. We'll be back after a couple of minutes. Stay with us. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Seek greater awareness. At the Summit Lighthouse, our goal is to help you awaken to the light within and discover your real self. Today, thousands of spiritual seekers all around the world are using the universal teachings of the Ascended Masters to make their higher selves a permanent part of their reality. And you can too. The Ascended Masters are the saints and sages of East and West from all major religions and spiritual paths. They have walked where you walk and understand the challenges you face. And their teachings are always practical. By applying the science of the spoken word through verbal prayers called decrees, the masters teach us how to harness the healing power of the violet flame and other spiritual energies to transform our lives and our world. 
On The Open Door, it is our goal and great joy to bring you Ascended Master teachings that you can apply in your life right now. To learn more about the Summit Lighthouse and the teachings of the Ascended Masters, visit us today at tsl.org and discover how you can awaken to the light within. It's what you're here to do. Remember, tsl.org. Those seeking a higher spiritual path question everything. It is the nature of a spiritual seeker. They look deeply at all world religions and know that there are nuggets of truth within them all. The Summit Lighthouse is a deep repository of spiritual wisdom delivered by the Ascended Masters through their messengers Mark and Elizabeth Clare Prophet. For over 50 years, we have brought seekers worldwide liberating teachings that include the violet flame, the creative power of sound, and a deep personal connection to the Masters of Light. The goal of our show is to bring you timely spiritual teachings that are practical and liberating. For a free download of one of our most popular books, go to www.summitlighthouse.org forward slash radio downloads. This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. You are listening to The Open Door. Brought to you by the Summit Lighthouse. Please send your comments or questions to webradio at tsl.org. Now, back to our show. And thank you for staying with us. We are back. I'm Tom. He's Terry. And Sid's going to be here any moment. (laughs) (laughs) We are talking about the seven habits of highly effective people as formulated by Stephen Covey and seen through the lens of the Ascended Master's teachings. And today is habit number seven, which is sharpen the saw. So before we get into this uh, excerpt, which is about 10 and a half minutes, just want to say that when we're talking about these concepts, they're, we, we come across these in many different words and many different forms. It all comes down to the same basic thing, which is consciousness. Wow. Conscious choice, doing the right thing, being consistent, making an effort, because what you're aiming at matters. Yeah. We're talking about the ascension, becoming an ascended master. And it's one of those things where it seems almost glorious and grand on on one level, but it is our destiny. This is what we're here to do, to become an ascended master. And to do that, we've got to master, ascended master, of course, we've got to master our consciousness. We've got to master our sense of accountability as co-creators with God. We've got to understand that we're not here to perfect the human, but to become the divine. I remember one of the old decree books had right on the front, destiny, not dust. (laughs) (laughs) It's a great fiat. Yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah. Well, anyway, without any further ado, let's listen to this segment of this lecture by Elizabeth Clare Prophet, where she examines sharpening the saw. Here we go. Habit seven. Sharpen the saw. Covey tells the following story to illustrate the importance of habit seven. Suppose you were to come upon someone in the woods working feverishly to saw down a tree. What are you doing, you ask? Can't you see, comes the impatient reply. I'm sawing down this tree. You look exhausted. How long have you been at it? Over five hours, and I'm beat. This is hard work. Well, why don't you take a break for a few minutes and sharpen that saw? I'm sure it would go a lot faster. 
I don't have time to sharpen the saw. I'm too busy sawing. Habit seven is anchored in principles of balanced self-renewal. It's taking time to sharpen the saw. You. It is preserving and enhancing the greatest asset you have. You. According to Covey, habit seven is renewing the four dimensions of your nature. The physical, spiritual, mental, and social-emotional. Renewing the physical dimension involves proper exercise, good nutrition, sufficient rest, and relaxation. Renewing the spiritual dimension comes with value clarification and commitment, study, and meditation. You sharpen the mental saw through reading great literature, visualizing, planning, and writing. Covey suggests spending one hour a day in sharpening the saw in the physical, spiritual, and mental dimensions. This gives you a foundation of intrinsic security. Intrinsic security. Then you sharpen the saw in the social-emotional dimension by valuing the differences between yourself and others and working for genuine understanding and for synergetic win-win solutions in relationships. Covey says that renewal empowers us to move on an upward spiral of growth and change, of continuous improvement if we also educate and obey our conscience. An increasingly educated conscience will propel us along the path of personal freedom, security, wisdom, and finally, power. In Covey's words, moving along the upward spiral requires us to learn, commit, and do on increasingly higher planes. This is a very important point for disciples on the path. How often have I seen people enter the path with tremendous enthusiasm? They don't want to climb the mountain. They want to run up the mountain. They want to leap. They want to spring like the deer and the elk. And this goes on for so many years. They are charging up that mountain. And all of a sudden they come to that place of the hardest rock of their inner core of resistance to God, to the path. They come to the place where their psychology does not allow them to take another step. They won't give up whatever it is about themselves that is not God. Maybe they don't know how. Maybe it's willful. Maybe they just haven't sorted themselves out. But they come to a place and they say, this is where I stop. And they come to the plateau. The problem is that some of these people have been on that plateau for lifetimes. Now this is a very sad day because once people get to that plateau, then they have to defend their position. Why they're not self-transcending regularly, continuing up the mountain where the air is thin. Inevitably, they become negative because they are not now following the path 
they have to criticize those who are following it or they criticize the church. It's the church, you know. They will never say it's mother or it's Elizabeth Clare Prophet. It's the church. Well, who is the church? Every one of us is the church, but when they say it's the church, they mean me. So I'm the problem, the way I do or do not do things. They have an argument with me, or they'll manufacture an argument with me. I mean a mental argument, a mental disagreement. Most of the time they will never bring it to me because they know that if they do, that the light of day will shine upon it, and that to accept the solution or the resolution, they're going to have to leave their plateau and keep climbing. We're nomads, you know. We seek no continuing city here. We're with Abraham. This happens to people, and this is why I believe Mother Mary gave us her all-important dictation, telling us that if we don't resolve our psychology, we will come to the place on the path where we will not take another step forward spiritually. Do not forget this teaching as long as you live. If you are stopped and you're not getting anywhere, you need to not only study the books I recommended for you, you need to get in therapy with the right therapist. You need to be able to talk through what's bothering you. The problem is, most of us don't know what's bothering us. That's why there are professionals. It's lost in the deep canyons of the subconscious and the unconscious. We don't remember anymore what the pain was, what the hurt was, what the record is. It could be many lifetimes ago or this life, but we just don't know why we have this block. Kavi says, moving along the upward spiral requires us to learn, commit, and do on increasingly higher planes. He knows the way, the truth, and the life. He happens to be a Mormon, but he knows the way the truth and the life, regardless of what religion he is in. He would know it wherever he would find himself because it's written in his heart and written in his soul and because Jesus has taught him. He knows what a lot of people in this organization do not know. You can't fool yourself by saying, I'm getting off the upward spiral staircase that leads to the secret chamber of the heart. And now I'm going to enter the treadmill of mechanization man. I'm going to beat the fates. I'll do a certain little amount of decrees and I'll pay lip service to that and once in a while I might read a pearl and I'll come to the main conferences and sometimes I'll go hear a dictation at church. You know, just, just keep your feet wet and pretend Pretend that you're getting somewhere. Why do people fool themselves? Why don't people know that everybody else but them knows what they are doing? It is very, very sad to me. There is no easy way to get through the dweller on the threshold. There's no easy way to probe that pain of the unconscious or to unleash the anger or the rage that might come out of it. There is no easy way to do it but to do it. 
and to do it with a professional. All of your reading of books on psychology is not enough. There comes a time when you have to meet with someone who is a professional, and I'll tell you why. The soul respects a professional, a true professional. The best professional is one that's really good and that is also a student of the Ascended Master's teachings. There are a lot of professionals that aren't good, that aren't in the right vibration, and that will not help you solve your problems but probably complicate them. You ought to ask a professional that you're thinking about hiring if they've done their inner child work or if they're any, in any codependent relationships or talk to people who go to them and see if they're in codependent relationships with their own clients. You know, there's good and bad in every trade. We have to go forward. To stand still is to go backward. And anyone who thinks otherwise is absolutely fooling himself. Covey says, to keep progressing, we must learn, commit, and do. Then learn again, and commit, and do. Then learn again, and commit, and do again. He says, the law of the harvest governs. We will always reap what we sow, no more, no less. You know, once again, it's just amazing how much of a rich vein this is that we've been uh, tapping, talking about the uh, psychology, the, the necessity of really dealing with our psychology and the, the problematic nature of the fact that in lifetime after lifetime, we may reach the same plateau and stop. You know, it's really something to think a lot about. So let's take up these questions when we come back after a short break. So please stay with us. Invite meaning and inspiration to your life. This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Right now, all over the world, Warriors of Light are working tirelessly to defend your soul's opportunity to achieve oneness with God. These spiritual warriors are keepers of the flame, and though few, the power they wield is greater than all of the weapons made by man. Founded by St. Germain in 1961, Keepers of the Flame is a non-denominational fraternity in the tradition of ancient spiritual orders. When you join, you'll receive a series of lessons that will introduce you to a vast and dynamic spiritual world. See for yourself. Access Lesson 1 right now, completely free. No login required. Simply go to tsl.org slash keepers, and in seconds you could be exploring a whole new world of practical Ascended Master teachings. Lessons are printed or available online for any time, anywhere access, and anyone can join. Discover your real self and explore your full spiritual potential. Become a Keeper of the Flame today and awaken to the light within. Please visit tsl.org slash keepers and prepare to accelerate. Those seeking a higher spiritual path question everything. It is the nature of a spiritual seeker. They look deeply at all world religions and know that there are nuggets of truth within them all. The Summit Lighthouse is a deep repository of spiritual wisdom delivered by the Ascended Masters through their messengers Mark and Elizabeth Clare Prophet. 
For over 50 years, we have brought seekers worldwide liberating teachings that include the violet flame, the creative power of sound, and a deep personal connection to the masters of light. The goal of our show is to bring you timely spiritual teachings that are practical and liberating. For a free download of one of our most popular books, go to www.summitlighthouse.org forward slash radio downloads. This is the 7th Wave Channel on the Voice America Network. You are listening to The Open Door, brought to you by the Summit Lighthouse. Please send your comments or questions to webradio at tsl.org. Now, back to our show. And welcome back, everyone. Thanks for staying with us. And how exactly does someone become an Ascended Master? We are hearing all kinds of clues, uh, practical suggestions, ideas, concepts. One of the central ones that we hear again and again is we must resolve our psychology. And why should we do that? That was the question I asked myself, too, and also my wife. Uh, you know, my wife happens to be a child psychologist, which I suppose there's a message in there for yeah. me someplace. You know, when I she heard busy. this about resolving your psychology, I didn't really understand it because men typically are not enthusiastic about inner child work. Is that a fair statement, guys? I'd say I so. Think so. Yeah. yeah. So, and mainly because, you know, what does that mean, inner child work? It sounds kind of scary, doesn't it? But after hearing that dictation by Mother Mary, I realized I have to do it. So my, I said, well... Uh, to my wife, I said, well, I'm going to give it a try if, only if I find the right therapist, because that was sort of a delay tactic, you know. Uh, so let's pray that I find the right therapist. So guess what happened? You married one. You married one. No, I found the right therapist. Yeah, and yeah. My wife found her anyway. Oh, but I, I started this process, and I, I have to give a testimony here. I did it for <clears throat> the first round, I don't know, 10 or 11 months. And I can tell you it was one of the most profound experiences of my life. And what it did, it brought to the fore those things that have been affecting me throughout this lifetime that I didn't even know were there and were causing me to behave in a certain way. And it was a spiritual experience. She always said you could bring in a wisdom master. Of course, I would bring in Jesus or Kathumi, the psychologist. And it was unbelievable. Hmm. I can tell you the masters so want you to do this. They are there and they will help you if you're willing to do this. And so, you know, my slogan now is, you know, real men do inner child work. <laughs> and um, it was profound. My, it changed my life. There's well, a bumper sticker if I've ever seen one. Well, note to self. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, but that, this is a very important thing because we understand that the inner child, if it's not dealt with, can actually be a veto against some of the progress you otherwise want to make. You know, we've, we've, we've heard this equation presented many different ways, one of which was people who are seeking abundance. But the inner child said, no, you know, you don't want that really because that's, there's, it's, it's going to threaten our peace and our serenity. There's a lot of accountability know, and you've got to take yeah. care of a lot of stuff. And you don't really know why that questioning is going yeah. on because you're not, you're not consciously aware of it. Yeah. I think it's great. I mean, this, this is something that we talk about, you know, Mrs. Prophet all the time talks about getting underneath our psychology. Well, she worked on our psychology, too. She, oh. You know, we all have parents. We all have a situation yeah. we grew up in. And sometimes the most minor incident in a child's life can have profound effect. And until you explore that, you just won't know. Well, and the point that was made in the last excerpt about reaching the same plateau again and again, there's something very sad about that because if we can't get past that point – how many lifetimes perhaps we've approached it and tried, we, we're going to get stuck again and again. So if, if we find the key, if one of the keys is inner, inner child work, 
do it. Yeah. And what happens, of course, is when you're stuck on the plateau, you build a momentum to get stuck there. So each time you build a momentum of getting stuck on the same place. So getting stuck the first time, if that had been 10,000 years ago, you're much better at getting stuck now <laughs> because of that momentum. Yeah. And so you really have to take that leap and you have to, <clears throat> excuse me, trust God, trust your I am presence, your Holy Christ self, be in prayer throughout this thing, but be willing to do it. You have to be willing to go forward. And be willing to surrender that part of your human consciousness. And I know in her lecture, she was talking about that surrendering and wrestling, you know. Mm-hmm. And I had a time in my life where I was wrestling with the angel, you know. It's intellectually, I knew what I was should do. But, you know, I'd be darned if I was going to do it, you know. <laughs> there was that know point that in me, that stubbornness. And yeah. I, I felt almost like I was physically wrestling. Well, this went on for a long time until guess what happened? <laughs> I finally surrendered. You have to and surrender. And then it got resolved. So... This is an important understanding of the path because people think the path has failed them. You see, it's like she was saying, Mr. Proud was saying, it's, not, it's all her fault, you know, because she doesn't do this or do that, or it's this or that. We blame God or blame the path instead of saying, whoa, it's me. Yeah. What do I need to do to overcome this? And, of course, you begin with your psychology. That's a great place to begin. Well, I think she made the point repeatedly in that last excerpt about the upward spiral depends on our willingness to learn, to commit, and to do. And if we do that, then we continuously learn, commit, and do at higher and higher levels of consciousness. You know, you said at the beginning of the show, we we, we are either moving forward or we're moving backward. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and I, I just, once again, I'll quote uh, Elizabeth Clare Prophet said that Mother Mary said, if we don't resolve our psychology, we will come to the place on the path where we will not take another step forward spiritually. And I'm thinking that yeah. We have the surrender rosary that can be given. That would be very helpful along those lines. You know, that reminds me, Terry, and thank you. I wanted to mention uh, earlier, and I'll do it now, that if you want to take a look at our library, our bookstore, there's so many great titles that all converge in these topics of getting underneath your psychology, you know, learning deeper levels of, of commitment, consciousness, etc. Go to tsl.org slash readme. No spaces and no hyphens. TSL.org, read me. That'll take you to the bookstore. Mm-hmm. Take a look inside. Just kind of peruse. See what you're drawn to. There are lots of titles there that will speak to your soul. Let the speaking occur and then just maybe pick something that and you feel compelled to follow. And then you can probably click on, on a picture of one and then read a little bit about what it's about. I think and, so. Yeah, you know, and like if, if there's any, any problem getting there, you can always go to Amazon. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I think getting back – a sense of identity is important. And we talked about, well, God lives within us, but what does that mean? Who am I really? And we understand we're not our human consciousness. We have a lot of very good traits that will survive, but the human cannot get us where we want to go. And that means letting go of some part of our human, mm-hmm. some part that is we think made, of, made us sort of special. Let's say you've really developed the momentum of sarcasm, okay? And <laughs> that's not the highest form of humor, I might add. And the masters do not recommend using sarcasm. But some people are, have developed such a mastery in this, they're known for their funny, sarcastic comments. Mm-hmm. Are you willing to let that go to get more of God in your temple? Yeah. I mean, that's the level we're working at here. You know, do you love God more than your ability to make sarcastic remarks? Mm-hmm. Well, you know what? A lot of people don't. They'd rather make the sarcastic remarks and have the attention put upon them. So on the spiritual path, it is a process of letting go that which is unreal. And sometimes, you know, we, we, we're holding on. We don't want to let go. 
Well, and God will help us if we do that. You know, it's so them. interesting because we have to master certain things. We have to become adept at certain things in the human form. And then uh, certain, uh, certain of those things that we have become adept at do go into our causal body. Mm-hmm. They, they, are, they are put there as treasures in heaven, and we can use them as ascended masters. But it's, it's a very interesting thing, isn't it, Sid? I mean, you know, we try and become masterful here. But we can't take this masterful, this human masterfulness with us. Right. What does he say? If you don't continue the mastery spiral, you end up being on a treadmill. Right. You know, that goes nowhere. I mean, and some of us have been on a treadmill for tens of thousands of years. And we've kind of reached the point, you know what? We're tired of that. Yeah. We want to do what we need to do to get home. This is not forever. You know, your human consciousness is not infinite, like God is infinite. You can get through it. You can balance your karma. And you have to go in with that attitude. And sometimes for those of them on the path a long time, it feels, you know, like it's a lot. But don't forget, we're trying to do in one lifetime, you know, what thousands of hundreds of lifetimes have, have created. With the violet flame and other tools, we can do it. But it's just keeping on one lifetime. Can't we give that to God and give it to pursuing so we, we can move on in the universe? And, you know, the, in my father's house are many mansions. We can't even conceive of all the joy, the beauty, the opportunity that is there if we will make the free will choice to sharpen the saw, so to speak, to let go of those things we need to let go and to continue to work. That is our destiny. Yeah. And, and we can do it. But don't get stuck at the same place. And if you know it's a hard place, to get through, that's probably where you've got stuck before. And we are reminded that renewal empowers us. So there's a bit of reinforcement going on there too as we see the results of our efforts. We're, we're compelled and impelled upwards. I just uh, I just heard uh, Elizabeth Clare Prophet on Sunday say, uh, she was talking about how if you will do 30 minutes of violet flame, you, know, you start a logbook, you know, you start uh, mm-hmm. uh, uh, something where you're keeping track of what's my life like today and if I do 30 minutes of, of violet flame, 15 is actually a really good place to start. But if you were to commit to 30, absolutely, she says, amazing things will change. You know, and speaking of that, violetflame.com. It's a great website. Oh, to visit. yeah. Yeah. There's a challenge there. There's a vigil there. Lots of resources for you there. If you're into the violet flame or you want to be, violetflame.com. It's key to our path. You yeah. know, we... We could not make it without it. None of us could because of the accumulation of karma. How many more embodiments would it take? It's the gift of the age from St. Germain if we will use it. Indeed. And you can't use it unless you know about it. Ah. <laughs> it is a joyful path. Well, it <laughs> is. I, mean, I think we said that. I think you said that before we even started the program today, that, that, that it is joyful. You know, wanting to become an ascended master is a very joyful thing. Well, it's thing. exciting to think about God. And as yeah. I came in this morning, I, you know, I grew up in a conservative Christian church, and I was singing one of the old <laughs> hymns there. And my voices don't quite compare to these gentlemen, so they, they grimaced a little bit, but uh, they got the message anyway. You know, oh, it, it was it was. Uh, how do I know he lives? He lives within my heart. What yeah. could be better than that? I Lord. know. Pretty sweet lyrics. <laughs> yeah. It's very good. <laughs> you know, I want to, before we go to break, there was another point that was made here that kind of went off to the side a bit but it was the soul respects professionals oh i Did you like pick that. Up on that yeah yeah i like I thought, that well, that's very interesting that our soul is inclined to respect the perspective of a professional she made the point that if we have these issues inner child work whatever we want to do that by going to a professional who we can trust who has the proper training 
our soul's going to go, okay, I'm going to listen to this person. Yeah. 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 It's like <laughs> the know? expert from out of town, right? right. They, they know more. And and getting the right <laughs> one is so important. And the vibration, the humility, because some, as Mrs. Prop pointed out, some therapists are going to make you worse yeah. and not better. So make sure you find the right one and pray. Ask God to lead you to the right one. And it sounds yeah. like you found the right one. Yes. Might have to uh, take, a, take, take a note off uh, off the air. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, well, we're coming up again on a break. When we come back, we will take a moment to summarize all five parts of our series up to this point with uh, a quick look back on the seven habits of highly effective people. So please stay with us. We'll be back in a moment. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Be extraordinary. Be the change. Those seeking a higher spiritual path question everything. It is the nature of a spiritual seeker. They look deeply at all world religions and know that there are nuggets of truth within them all. The Summit Lighthouse is a deep repository of spiritual wisdom delivered by the Ascended Masters through their messengers Mark and Elizabeth Clare Prophet. For over 50 years, we have brought seekers worldwide liberating teachings that include the violet flame, the creative power of sound, and a deep personal connection to the Masters of Light. The goal of our show is to bring you timely spiritual teachings that are practical and liberating. For a free download of one of our most popular books, go to www.summitlighthouse.org forward slash radio downloads. The 7th Wave Channel on the Voice America Network. You are listening to The Open Door, brought to you by the Summit Lighthouse. Please send your comments or questions to webradio at tsl.org. Now, back to our show. And welcome back. Uh, We're glad you stayed with us. We're talking about how to become an ascended master. And we've covered a lot of ground over the last several weeks, which has been both fun and enlightening, I hope, for all of you. Certainly has been for us. And our purpose has been to examine what it takes in practical terms to become an ascended master. And the principles are not complicated or difficult to understand. Now, we've been using Stephen Covey's Seven Habits of Highly Effective People as our template as we've advanced this subject of mastery. And we've done so through the lens of the teachings of the Ascended Masters. Here is a brief recap of all seven habits. That is my end of the summary of Covey's book. Perhaps many of you have been thinking about reading it and haven't quite gotten to it. This is the core of the message. This little part is the dessert. Let's go over these seven habits. To be proactive... Where does it fall? It's the first ray of God's will. It's the ray of power. Take action. Take initiative. Habit two. Begin with the end in mind. This is wisdom. It requires illumination. You may have to do some research so that you can plan your life and plan what you will have accomplished in the end and begin where you are. 
That's the second ray. Put first things first. I define this as true love. Putting first things first is true love. The third ray. Habit four. Think win-win. Win-win means that you give of yourself and don't take from others. It requires a pure heart, purity of motive, purity in grace and principles, purity in the desire to put yourself in someone else's place. In fact, the purity to know that the Atman is in you, the Atman is in him. And as you take care of your neighbor, you're taking care of yourself. That requires purity. The fourth ray. Habit five. Seek first to understand, then to be understood. This is the only way to healing. Healing in your family, healing in your members, healing in your group, your study group, your teaching center. Healing on the job. When you are the first one that decides to be the one who is going to understand everyone else and meet them where they are and help them where they are, you are going to begin the healing process in whatever situation you are in. That's the fifth ray. Habit six, synergize. In other words, work together as a team. Get into that mastermind alliance. Recognize that your life is for service, is for administration. And to understand, you have to come together alchemically. There needs to be a chemistry between you and everyone you are working with, everyone you are seeking to serve. That's the sixth ray. Habit seven, sharpen the saw. That's the great ritual of transmutation that leads to freedom, keeping yourself fit and able to do all of the previous six habits. Sharpen the saw. This means you are always ready. You're prayed up. You have your decree momentum. You're not in a compromised position where your body is out of sorts because you've indulged yourself by wrong eating, not taking exercise, not leading a balanced life. All of a sudden calamity falls and people need you and you don't have the strength, the will, the good health to help them. Sharpen the saw. Take care of yourself, your Almoria saw. He needs you and he needs you in embodiment as long as you can, as long as you keep sharpening that saw. Yeah. Yeah, pretty amazing, isn't it? Yeah. I was just um, really enthralled listening to the fact that when you put it into the perspective, we've been promising all along that these seven habits could be aligned with the Ascended Master's teachings. And what she just did, what Mrs. Prophet did, was equate those with power, wisdom, love, purity, healing, service, and transmutation. It's amazing. All the chakras. Well, yeah, I mean, it's just the seven rays. Seven rays. And at the causal body. I mean, it's just, it really, that's a beautiful wrap-up, I think. I like the way, uh, as she said in the previous segment, that uh, his heart was really tied to Jesus because Jesus has, has exposed all of the, the beauty of this book that he's put together. They've you been know, talking. To him. What's that? They've been talking. <laughs> They've been yeah. talking. 
you know, I, I love the part of the end where Mrs. Prophet talks about the ascended masters need us. God needs us. Yeah. Now, when you think about that, God needs me. I mean, <laughs> you know, God's got everything. But don't forget, because of free will, because of the law of octaves, which means we have to be the hands and feet in this plane of, of the physical matter to do God's will. So if you wake up in the morning and say, well, what am I going to do today? Know that God needs you. You know, God needs you to be an instrument of his light, of his word, of his comfort. People can't see God. <laughs> they can see you. You can be the instrument of God in helping people and sharing and so forth. And, you know, whatever your theology, if you are that momentum of love and comfort and kindness, you are serving God and serving the masters. It, yeah. it's, it's a very high calling. It matters what we do each day. That is, I mean, that in itself is revolutionary. Oh, boy. Every day what we do matters. And so no day is just, well, it was just another day. <laughs> if, it's just another day if we choose to let it be another day. But every day do something where you're the instrument of God in helping others or a kind word or a smile or whatever it takes or bearing a certain weight for others that are sick and need help. Every day you have a purpose if you're willing to accept it. Well, you know, I think this is one of the most important points we can make, is that we, by putting on the teachings, become an example of that which we preach. It's not simply a matter of saying the words, but it's doing. When the point was made that we are learning, committing, and doing, it brings it into a perspective where we have to be the ones who are leading the way. And we said this before, when you do that, there are people out there who will never meet, who will look over and say, I want some of what she has. Yeah. I don't know what that is, but there's something there, and I, I want to have some of that. You know, what the danger is, like some of the earlier dispensations of the Ascended Master's teachings now have become very mental. And people argue about things like how many angels can fit on the head of a pin. <laughs> yeah. I mean, not that exact one, but that level of thing. They take it out of the heart and put it in the mind. And this doesn't work in the mind. It's not a mental body exercise. The mind is part of the equation, but it has to be in the heart. And if we can't bring love to this equation, then we're not going to succeed. If we don't love God and love our neighbor and love God in each other, we can't put on our Christhood. We can't become an ascended master. And that's a defining difference between those who just want to master the mind, its intellectual capabilities, and building the smartest robots or the smartest computers, it gets them nowhere to God. Well, you know, I think the point that you made earlier, we've talked about it before too, is that we're not here to perfect the human. And part of that mental exercise is to find some way, we think it's in our pride perhaps, that we can figure it out. But it's surrendering, letting go of the fact that we probably in our human experience will never figure it out. So let go and let God. And, you know, uh, uh, something that comes to mind is I remember <laughs> at some point there was a transition between this this stern-looking El Moria and then this El Moria that had a huge heart for me. Oh. And I was just thinking, you know, when El Moria made his ascension, uh, after he was an ascended the, uh, master, there were, there were very many things that still needed to be done to right the course of the planet Earth. And so... That's what I think that El Moria is, is uh, that, that big heart. He's expressing his love for us who will take up the torch and, and help, you know, help in the great cause of things. And, and what's kind of exciting is you can choose the master you work with. It can be Jesus. It can be Mother Mary, St. Germain. I mean, it can be an angel. You, you know, mm -hmm. you're the, it's wide open. And yep, you yeah. can become, yeah. in essence, their student, 
put on their mantle and help them. It's where you're drawn. If you're an artist, Paul the Venetian and so forth. So the world is there for you to choose from. No, God's not going to force you into a box, but use your free will, exercise that will, and draw down that light of God in you so that not only you can progress, but the earth can rise up. You know, yes, and, and one other thing I think just serves um, to be reinforced is it does take a certain degree of effort. We have to realize at some level of our being what it is we're aiming at. You know, again, we talked about this before where, you know, where the questions we answer are who am I, why am I here, where am I going, how do I get there? The where am I going is a really important question, obviously, because we do want to ascend. And in order to do that, it's not just going to happen. We said earlier, great performances don't just happen. It takes, again, commitment, learning, and doing to make progress. And good habits. Again, good habits, good diet, you know. Can I invite people to get in touch with oh, us? Oh, you can. Oh, thank you, Tom. <laughs> Web radio at tsl.org. Web radio at tsl.org. And we love you out there. You know, uh, we also have talked about this before. We really invite your questions. We will answer them on the air. We won't mention who you are. We promise. But if you've got a burning question in your soul and your heart, let us know what it is. And we'd be happy to answer it if we can. You know? So what's your final you talk about oh, I'm, hold, I'm, I'm holding off because you know these hours go by so fast I'm just savoring the last few moments <laughs> you know I, know. Um, I just want to say thank you again to everybody who listens in either live or on the archive shows it's no accident that you're here it's no accident that you're hearing this we're grateful for your participation this is an Antikorana it's a network we're family we love you we want you to know that this is something that's a passion for us and as we share this with you just remember that though the upward path may be difficult, the rewards are, are out, out of, of this world. world. Thanks, everyone. God bless you. Bye-bye. Thank you again for joining us this week. Remember, tell your friends and family that they can listen to us live each Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific, and Noon Mountain on Voice America's 7th Wave Channel. For more information about The Open Door and The Summit Lighthouse, please visit our website, www.tsl.org. We'll see you again next week.